0: Yeah, it's really, it's really amazing that I'm actually standing up here. Um, <laughs> Pastor Meng asked me to do this two weeks ago, and I was really hesitant. Um, and I was actually supposed to do it last week. But things got busy at work, and so I did it this week. Um, interestingly, it worked out really well because this is actually, uh, I guess, two years ago, exactly on this Sunday. This was my first Sunday at New Philly. <laughs> it was... A mission send-off Sunday. PC and PE were not here, and <laughs> Pastor Marcus spoke that day. So it's 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 quite a testimony in itself that I'm standing right here. <laughs> All right, so here we go. God, there is no fear and condemnation when you are with me, for I stand here to testify of your goodness about how you took a sinner like me and raised me to life. not gonna cry. So my testimony actually begins long before I ever came to Korea. Um, Before 2012, uh, like Pastor John said, I was not a true Christian, and I did not personally commit my life to Christ. Why? Um, My whole life I've struggled with homosexuality, and it has been the greatest secret test and source of endless anxiety in my life. (laughs) It has caused me to question my identity every day as a man, but more importantly, it has questioned every single day what sort of relationship I had with God. Uh, Growing up in the church, the struggles I kept hitting to myself weighed heavily in my mind and on my heart. God's wrath and hatred of sin was all that I seemed to focus on. And every time I heard about a loving God, I was more confused than I was reassured. I couldn't ever seem to reconcile what I considered my greatest personal sin with this God of love. And so I thought for sure I was destined to go to hell. And I began to question every day God's existence in my life. Uh, Has he ever been there? Did God ever love me? Was it my own fault that made God abandon me? And, and did Christ even die for me? And so as I got older, rather than ponder about these things, I chose to ignore them and push them as far back into my mind as possible. During all this, I still continued to attend church, ironically, and probably more out of habit Um, as if nothing was wrong Um, and so what ended up happening was I was living a double life and I was faking it every day Um, and so I chose to believe that God did not exist in my life God however made sure that I would know that this was a lie and he put me on a journey to prove it in college All those problems I kept hidden and tried to ignore began to infect me like a disease in all other areas of my life. I was extremely unhappy, bitter, and I wanted a way out. And I decided my last year of college that I would take a break from school, uh, move back home, and uh, I ended up interning in Congress. Uh, And I also actually decided to go back to my home church and... Um, I actually joined the college ministry there, um, which is why, well, later you'll find out, but I really think Emmaus is really important. Um, (laughs) There's my little plug-in for Emmaus. Um, Yeah, so I decided to join my college ministry, uh, mainly because I actually knew that this would be a great way to meet new people and have fun, um, and it was. Um, Yet more importantly, for the first time in my life... um, I ventured enough courage to share with my college pastor about my sexual struggles. Uh, and as I literally broke down in tears in front of him, um, he told me something I would never forget. Um, simply, he told me that, that God loved me no matter what. <laughs> and no one had ever spoken these words directly to me like this before and from that day forward I've been on a journey to understanding what that meant in 2011 I lost my job and and found myself in Korea Um, yeah that's not really funny God uses the economy all right, so my first year, I was um, in Korea. I was uh, teaching at an elementary school in the countryside, and while it, it was fun, um, I was actually pretty lonely and sometimes depressed. And, and just funny thing is, I always seemed to long for the comforts of a church community, like the one I had back home. Um, maybe this was out of habit because I had grown up in the church. Um and in July like today 2 years ago um I happened to be in Seoul for the weekend and visit New Philly for the first time Uh I was late and <laughs> I remember uh as I was walking up the steps it was very loud and <laughs> my reactions at first were shock and confusion why was this church so loud <laughs> And so I thought maybe this was a special revival service. Because um, those are the only times I've ever seen a church be like this. Uh, of course, it wasn't. Um, but for me personally, it actually was. Um, Hester Marcus gave a message about um, taking our place. I think that was the title. I'm not quite sure. And um, his words hit me. Um, like few messages had before. Um, and afterwards, the, when we had welcoming team meeting, I actually went to the welcoming team meeting um, where I had a very long conversation with Rona and David Galvin. <laughs> <laughs> and this took me aback too because of how much they emphasized um, freedom in this church. Um, they didn't have to say it, but I knew it right away. And I was immediately drawn in. Um, Going home, I thought to myself, man, if I ever moved to Seoul, I would attend this crazy church. (laughs) There's something super exciting here, and I knew I didn't want to miss it. And so I did. Um, So I could go on and on about my time in New Philly since then, but I want to focus more importantly on the second half of 2012. Um, I joined small group with Doug because, again, I knew that small group was the best way to meet people and to get plugged in, so <laughs> join a small group. Um, <laughs> but one of the most memorable small group sessions I had, oh, I was in Doug's small group. I don't know where Doug is, but um, we had a small group time where we went over the, um, the identities of Christ, um, which I'm sure many of you know. Identities in Christ. Yeah. And Doug had asked us to write down which ones we thought spoke to us the most. And um, I couldn't choose one. Um, So I ended up writing all of them down. Um, And he made us read them aloud. And as I did, suddenly I started to tear up and wondered where this was coming from. It was hard for me to understand that God was in that place and at that moment and was stirring up my heart inside of me. And so at that summer, I shared with Doug again um, about my struggles with homosexuality. And just like before, God spoke words of gentle kindness and love to me through him. And things just spiraled after that. Um, Like Pastor John shared, in the fall, I took membership. um, And he was my connection coach. Um, And as I freely shared with him, um, he would constantly reach out to me, uh, speaking life and truth about who I was in Christ. And even though I refused each time uh, when he asked if I wanted to make a personal commitment to Christ, um, (laughs) those calls really helped me understand clearly what I was afraid of. And I was afraid that God was not big enough and powerful enough to set me free from sin and change who I was. Why should I make a commitment, I thought, if I knew it would be worthless and meaningless? Um, And this is when God actually began to teach me about what faith meant, faith in believing and trusting in God's sovereign plan for me. Um, And so in November, um, after two powerful sermons by Pastor Aaron and Pastor Dave Gibbons um, on back-to-back Sundays, um, something really shifted inside of me, um, and I thought, what do I have to lose um, all those doubts and questions, true, were still there, but they didn't seem to have as much power over me anymore. Um, God had made it clear that he was waiting for me, and now I was ready for him. And so with a huge leap of faith, I gave my life to Christ on November 18, 2012, over the phone with Doug. Um, Doug wanted to actually do it in person, but um, he felt the Spirit was telling him to do it then and there, that there was no time to lose. Uh, Clearly, God had been waiting long enough. (laughs) Um, And since then, my life really began to change. Um, I found new joy in praise, and I began to pray more fervently. And even my friends noticed a change in me. Um, And so my identity no longer rested on the world or my personal struggles, but rather in Christ. And to top it off, I was actually baptized very recently. (laughs) something something i never would have imagined just even a year ago so here i am standing in front of you testifying about the journey i've been on and and you know it's still a journey that's still continuing um, there's still a lot that i'm learning and so all testimonies are lifelong <laughs> um so it's a testimony in itself actually that i shared with all of you what I just shared. Um, yeah. Um, I hope you all know how special this church is and what it has meant to me. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. when God is with you and for you, there is no fear or condemnation. Instead, there is only bold freedom. Amen.